The Spin-Off Podcast Network. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at z.co.nz. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. A power pod. No, I don't want to do the trumpet. I was too quiet last time. You weren't too quiet. Toby was way louder than me. It's well, not this is all just a flex by Toby. I told you what to do. So. Trumpet me. This is Gone by Lunchtime. My name is Toby Manhire, and we are back on a Thursday this week. It's Thursday morning. I believe it's the 1st of October. So white rabbits, as my grandmother would say. Um, the debate number two was held last night, the new sub-debate, so we'll get into that. There's been a bit of um, controversy that some parts of the electorate haven't been well represented in the debates. That's been Thomas. That that we've been hearing mainly from the middle classes, the people who are privileged, the people who have voices, not really from those who are you know, coming out of the, the current crisis in New Zealand, the worst, the people who are really bearing the brunt of societal harm, um, which is why we have Annabelle Lee Mather <laughs> and Mirangi Forbes. <laughs> Yes. You've just completely you walked all over my intro. Yeah, you sorry, carry on. you carry on. I you feel like on. we should start over. No, oh, no. What, sorry, what? it's fine. No, no. Well, no, we've started now, so no. we'll, we'll finish. Toby, carry on. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank, uh, from the bottom of my heart, Flick Electric for paying the bills, and spin-off members for keeping us alive as a ongoing media organisation, which is good. A shout out, big shout out, before I introduce you to our guests, to Caleb. Whose birthday it was, and it got a spin off Gone by Lunchtime tea towel. Oh, Caleb, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Caleb. Um, and a big apology, I forgot to shout out last week to the bad boys of Brexit. So I'm really, really sorry, guys. Um, you know, still thinking of you guys a lot. Um, <laughs> thank you for your mahi. Um, uh, today on the podcast, we have Ben Thomas, who you know. We have Annabelle Lee Mather, who you know. Talofa. And we have a very special guest. We have Mingarangi Forbes. Kia ora. From the Hui and the RNZ podcast Party People. Thank you, Kia ora and Talofa. I too have a Samoan husband. Well, congratulations. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, you were, Mihi, you were on the debate panel last night. 
Um, we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, we're also going to talk about the latest polling. Maybe we'll talk a bit about the Māori seats because you guys have hosted several hundred debates um, mm. uh, in the last few weeks on that front. We're also going to talk about New Zealand First, and then the final subject we'll talk about, which is completely separate to New Zealand First, is we'll talk about the New Zealand First Foundation. Mm. Um, just want to be really clear that those are uh, completely different subjects. Nice. Probably make it two different podcasts. Mm. Just um, to clear up any confusion. Just, uh, yeah. What we'll do is we'll um, have a clap in between. <laughs> That's right. And then we'll all sort of suddenly speak in French. Yeah. Just to Or some trumpets. Trumpets. Yeah. Um, many trumpets. Um, he, it was a good debate last night, do you think? Really enjoyed it. Thought um, good subjects. Um, probably not enough for the young people. Uh-huh. You know, I keep thinking, because my daughter, it, it's totally because my daughter's voting for the first time, you know, she's 19. But um, My daughter's young, so. They are so. all, uh, they are what all, they they're all registered, you know, all of her friends, yeah. and they're excited, and they're reading the pamphlets, and so I think, you know, what would she have got out of that debate last night, because, you know, it's just such a kind of middle-age mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're all talking about things that matter to people who are, you know, our age and older. It, Annabelle had the advantage over the TVNZ first debate just over a week ago of an audience. You were in the audience. Mm. I, I saw you there. Um, I saw you too. Well, I, I saw you first. So You guys were actually, you were actually about a metre apart. Yeah, we were distanced. Oh, probably two because that's social distancing. We wow, distanced. Sounds, sounds like you guys all had a nice night. Oh, Ben debate. didn't get invited. <laughs> Well, you were experiencing it like a, you're an ordinary, hard-working New Zealander, Ben, unlike the patrician in- class of yes. Annabelle Lee. I, I got invited to the over. minor leaders debate tonight. And that one will oh. be exciting because it good. may not happen, and it, it may happen, good. and it may not happen, the, and it may happen. The minor leaders debate, um, Winston Peters, I believe, has a late addition after uh, refusing to take part at first and doing the thing he does kind of every election, which is, no, I won't turn up, maybe I will, no, I won't, not coming. Maybe I will. He won't and, debate people who aren't in Parliament or something like that. Well, in the past, I think he said, "I'm not going to mess around with these minions. Um, I'm a, I'm the, I'm, I'm Prime Minister material. I will only take a stage with the, with the major parties. But this time round, probably some of the minor parties could argue that they don't want to be on the stage with someone who's polling one percent. One point four. Well, we don't know that, do we? It's a vibe, I think. It's a vibe? Yeah. I'm vibing 1.4. It's, it's an official vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you make of it uh, watching from... Were you... Were you Paint us a picture, Ben. Was there um, Mountain Dew within reach? Uh, were you watching on your laptop screen, on your phone, on a big screen? I was, the I, was, duvet? I was about to scoff at that, but I actually did have... I had a 440 mil can of Mountain Dew. 40, and, yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> Um, per 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 section or no, just just um, right, just just to get me through the last two and a half weeks. We're going to uh, get you campaign. one of those um, helmets that put, you put the cans in, yeah, you know, yeah, with the yeah. straws, mm. and it's going to have a, a God by lunchtime branding, and it's going to have like a year's supply of Mountain Dew. Yeah, um, I was doing work, so I was I was sort of flipping between windows, oh. um, watching it on the old laptop. Um, it's very multitasking, that mm. having to concentrate. On all your hard work and listening to all of that. Yeah. Well done. I thought it was much better than the TV1 debate. Um, I think Patrick Gower had a lot to do with that. Uh, John Campbell's style of asking questions was very sort of discursive, paint a picture, 
how do you, here are my feelings, how do you respond? Um, Pedro Gao, it was more like a cross-examination. It was, here's a scenario, how do you, what do you do? Uh, you know, it's, it's Christmas night. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Um, or he was asking yes, no questions. He was ruthlessly keeping them on task and on topic. Um, and so interestingly enough, I, I saw uh, Laura Walters, the very good newsroom journalist, said that last week's policy was more about, um, that last week's debate was more about policy um, and ideas. This week's was more about personalities and values. I actually thought the opposite. I thought by drilling into concrete examples, mm. um, we actually learned a lot more this week than we did last. That's absolutely true. Having said that, um, and to some extent in John Campbell's defence, he uh, what what we had last night, Annabelle was the incumbent, the prime minister, the leader of the Labour Party, walking out with something to prove. We had that studio audience, mm. and we just had more energy. Right? Mm. There was just more. I mean, you could feel the energy in the room, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know when you have an audience, you have body language that you can read. You're getting cheered. You're getting booed. You're getting applauses, laughter, so you know, it's it's much easier to gauge your performance as you go and correct as needed. So I think it made a big difference and both of their performances I think were were stronger mm. and more energised mm. than what we saw at TVNZ and it's hard when you're the first debate at TVN, you know, the first cab off the, off the rank, but I do think that News Hub did a phenomenal job mm. last night, it was, mm. a, it was a great production. It was just, it was just Kind of, I thought, compelling almost from from the outset, and I think you're mm. right, Ben, to to remind us of the kind of hypothetical that was painted out that it's Christchurch, there's an outbreak, what do you do? Was mm. a ma- way of making it feel less abstracted, um, given we have been so washed over by all the COVID COVID debate. Any other moments that uh, stuck out for you, mate? In defence of John Campbell, oh yeah, um, it was just a different style of debate, yeah. you know. Uh, his was uh, more a simpler kind of format, and um, last night was you know dynamic. It's a different audience, and I think probably both broadcasters play to their audiences. Mm. Um, and you know the TV one is more conservative, and um, who knows? It's probably just people like us who who are used to having a little bit more fire and um, yeah. energy into a debate. So they're both. Yeah. Great but point. Great point. That they're we, both great we, broadcasters. I think yeah, Paddy is, sure. you know, he's really hitting his stride now in terms of his broadcasting, live broadcasting. Um, it's almost like he knows do. he's got all the tricks in the bag, but he knows when to pull the trigger or something, right? Yeah, I thought Tova did a great job too, just yeah. out there for the wahine. Mm. Um, you know, she's quick. Um, she knows every policy. She knows mm. those two women inside out and. Yeah, uh, the combo, the duo, they were really good. What did you think of the, what, what did you, watching the debate, what were the moments that kind of stuck out f- for you? Uh, so I was actually just trying to keep keep up and think, what am I going to say? Because you, <laughs> you, you were wheeled onto the stage issue. before <laughs> the last like, break. What yeah. am I going to say? Yeah. What am I going to say? Yeah. What is it? So and you, you know, were first up. You were, you I know. Were... And Tova looked at me and I was like, no, she's going to ask me first. <laughs> and I didn't. And, and to be honest, I was being naughty and I didn't turn up to the briefing because I thought I was superior than everyone else. And I was like, oh, wow. oh, I think I'll just get there at 6.30 and wow, then I missed the, the briefing and then, yeah, it's terrible because about th- 30 seconds before we and I said to Trish, 
what's the first thing? And she says, it's the winds. And I was like, <laughs> 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 So I had to quickly make something up, to be honest. And I saw Toba, she looked at me like, uh, I thought, oh no, she's coming to me. There's not even an example. Mm. I can't even copy mm. anyone. So um, I thought that, like you said, you know, it was a warmer debate. I mean, there was still... My husband watched it from home and he mm. said it was. Uh, it sounded quite different on the television Talofa. to Talofa Um It sounded quite different um, watching it on the television because TV is interesting because, you know, it picks up every single small kind of quirk mm. or movement in your face. So mm. he said it was much more combative on the telly, you right. know, from the, right. from the tight shots um, with, you know, Judith Collins' kind of eyes and her kind of smirks and her kind of dismissiveness uh-huh. towards the Prime Minister. But he also said that she was less kind of passive. She, you know, responded with a bit more fire and, think, you know, th- well, I didn't really see that in the live debate because you're so far away. Mm. So you can only she, hear it. She definitely, though, Ardern definitely came out with something to prove and I Absolutely. I mean I wrote this in the in, in on, on on the site that in the in the first 10 minutes she interrupted Collins three times which oh. I'm pretty sure is three times as many in this than the entire first debate mm. um, and so from there on in it was kind of like well let's go and I mean the having watched the absolute um, absolutely sort of appalling and shameful US presidential debate that afternoon I found I'm I found it just I mean, it might be a bit like if you come out of an incredibly toxic relationship with a psychopath that after that, you know, you can have a romantic relationship with a sandwich and feel like it's quite good. But it was just, I just found it really buoying, you know, I found it energising. I thought, actually, these are, this is, for the most part, people are, people are debating in good faith. Uh, Those look like two human beings there to me. One of the things I thought was interesting is that Judith Collins, um, we were talking about this a little bit afterwards, oh. Annabelle, but um, she she's just having the time of her life, and she is being herself. And sometimes it's kind of it's kind of disarming and it's relatable. But a couple of times, like when she was asked about Gloria Vale, she just sort of she said, "Oh yeah, that's weird, isn't it?" <laughs> it was like she was a vox pop or someone who'd been rung up by breakfast oh. radio to be told they'd won a meat pack or something. You know, she's like, "Oh yeah, that was." And when she was like, "Would you like to be on the cover of it?" Oh yeah, wouldn't that be amazing to be on the cover? You know, it's, it's kind of real. You yeah, know, she is enjoying this campaign. There's no doubt about it. Mm. And. You know, she would be good at a party, Judith mm. Collins. You know, she'd be a lot of fun. She's quick and she's funny and, you know, she, there is a bit of charm in there. Um, and a bit of, and, and though, isn't there also the side of her that I, I think probably lands in a less relatable and lovable fashion, which is the... Dear, yeah, the and dear the manners, the dear, the, manners, you know, and some of that. Oh. The, I don't so, know how so you deal with that though. I was thinking, you know, if I was uh, facilitating, you know, how would you deal with it? Because when in the Māori seats, we don't get that kind of that doesn't happen, we don't mm. get people who treat people like that. And I think, um, probably as broadcasters and the gallery, uh, they don't pick it up like they used to. And I wonder if I don't know if you know, if we were dealing with a man in a woman would it be different mm. I think it would be you know can you imagine it would, a male th- calling Jacinda Ardern dear they would be slammed and that's one of the advantages Collins has had is mm. that I don't think any of the male leaders of nationals since Ardern became Labour leader have really known how to calibrate mm. their attacks on her right mm. um, you know without seeming either 
patronising or condescending uh, or sort of ineffective. Um, mm. yeah, Co- think, Collins, yeah. you know, there, there will be a certain part of the electorate that sort of, you know, likes, you know, Ardern being put in her place like that, um, you know, or, or attempted to be, I suppose. Um, I thought the other thing that was interesting was that Collins opened up a bit more emotionally. I mean, it was probably speaking volumes that uh, some people identified her saying Talofa as her speaking from the heart in the first debate. In the second debate, you did start to see that sort of slightly quavering voice and, you know, speaking from a place of kind of real emotion about child abuse, um, about cancer sufferers. Really? Uh, the real emotion about ch- child abuse? Yeah, I, th- I thought so. Hmm. We talked about Judith Collins a bit, um, Annabelle, but Jacinda Ardern was really good too, don't you think? I thought so too, and I think um, she couldn't have had a more perfect opening to the debate because, mm. you know, Paddy um, put forward a, 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 a premise, a theory, a, 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 a scenario, and for her, she had all of her lived experience to draw on in terms of um, COVID. And that's where we did see her interrupting more and speaking with authority. And mm. I think it's because, you know, it's an area that she knows inside out. Mm. And so I think, you know, she came across really, really um, strong, and particularly in that first part, and that probably buoyed her for the rest of the um, debate as mm. well. Mm. But, yeah, I thought she put in a really... Um, solid performance she didn't rise to take you know she didn't take the bait um she was authoritative confident um i was interested at how many times they agreed with each other yes um but yeah i thought she put in a a, a solid performance i was actually surprised to see so many people calling it for judith because i i genuinely thought that um jacinda outperformed her last night uh, Mahi Forbes and Ben Thomas, you were both draws, weren't you? I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel like there's a, sometimes there's a really clear winner, and uh, in those cases, it's worth saying. But sometimes it's kind of, maybe you made this point, Ben. It was a winner if you were looking, you know, one person can be a winner if you're looking for these things, and the other person a winner mm, if, true. you know, it's a when you. It, it's 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 not a, it's not a it's not a running race, you know. It's a more complex. It's more like um, uh, rhythm, rhythmic gymnastics. I think I think there were, <laughs> I think Judith, you know, she, um, she she could have won it, but for me, it's those moments when she when she speaks condescendingly and you know says manners and. Dear. dear and that it yeah. lets her down and she doesn't need to do that because she's actually as Jacinda said a really assertive strong debater yeah. and when she's being her authentic self she's great but when she's you know getting into the school mum but what if that role, is the, her authentic self see that's the difficulty right like if you're like just 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 unshackle yourself and be yourself and being yourself is partly being funny and relatable but also that is what if that is you know it's like well, be yourself well, well, maybe, is one of the most terrible bits uh, of advice to give anyone ever of course if but, speaking down to another woman in yeah. leadership is her authentic self then yeah. don't be so authentic yeah like right. be be yeah. good manners instead <laughs> yeah. that's what I mean okay yeah yeah be less of yourself that's yeah. yourself more of yourself in this bit and be even more more of more of you be sort of one hundred and fifty percent of yourself and twenty five percent of this over bit. Here. Mm-hmm. 
Kia ora, I'm Sophie. And I'm Simon. And I'm Alice. And together we host the spin-off's food podcast, Dietary Requirements. Join us each month as we explore a vast culinary landscape. From the gourmet Ooh la la. to your more hearty tucker. Kiwi onion dip, anyone? Everything's on the table in Dietary Requirements. Subscribe wherever you listen to all your other favourite podcasts. <laughs> Um, one feature I thought was interesting was the amount of new ground that got covered. Yes. Um, and, and part of this was in areas where we hadn't heard this sort of stuff before. Collins really picked up and ran with the wage subsidy mm. um, you know, controversy that I think Duncan Grieve was probably the first person to really write about in depth um, on the spin-off about large companies reporting big profits having laid off workers and having taken the wage subsidy. Yeah. And Collins, I, I don't think, it didn't seem as if she'd come into the debate determined to make a big issue out of that. Mm. But seeing the PM a little bit on the back foot, mm. she really mm. went with it. <laughs> to the point where now she's promising to pass a law to strip yes. the wage subsidy. A kind of retrospective law. She's going go to go after big business to expropriate private property from big business. Defend the little guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would, which, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you would do that. There's no principled way that you could do that. And to be fair, Jacinda Ardern did say it was immoral. You know, she did mm. say it was a moral outrage. But there was a slight feeling. I thought that was, that was impressive too. And there was also Judith Collins saying that some house prices would need to come down, which is not the sort of thing you necessarily expected you'd hear from a National Party leader or, in or the any 21st century. Or any mainstream century. political Correct, leader. Correct, yes. If, if you watch that was, youth debate yeah. on Chloe uh, Monday, Monday night. One, right? yeah. That's right, when they were asked, do you want house prices yeah. to come down? The National and Labour people said, uh, "We want houses to be more affordable." Or what does that does that mean? Lower prices? Well, just if, just more affordable. But I suppose the, the <laughs> thing the thing the thing for Judith Collins is, um, you're right. There were lots of news lines. There was also Jacinda Ardern backing the Green School, which was a s- yeah. surprise. I thought um, National is but, now committed but, to building but, but, a statue of Kate Shepherd right, on the parliamentary grounds. Yes. Sounds good. Let's do it. It's like pa- pa- Patrick Gower is now Paul Goldsmith members' bills, which are getting signed off one by one. Paul, Paul Goldsmith's getting out the Excel spreadsheet again. New Plymouth to be the new capital of New Zealand. Oh, yeah, sounds fine, right? That's done. Another pass. We're pulling up all the roads to Whanganui. Was, the statue's going but, in. But was Judith Collins doing that stuff on the fly? I guess I, I sort of that's the you know yeah it's good yeah there was a, there was a clarity in some of that because they were a bit more relaxed into it. They 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 weren't equivocating and being doing that kind of dissembling circumlocution stuff. But did did you sense, Mahi, that Judith Collins was doing some of that on the fly? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, like, you know, I guess for us is, um, you know, every issue is a Māori issue. And so when you're talking about the economy or when you're talking about health and Katruda and all those kinds of things, it's it's just impossible for, for Annabelle and I to, to be listening to those debates without being thinking but what about but what about but what about and you know those two women know exactly what the cycle or all the issues in health are and they know you know and so you know she was challenged on whether um, there was any institutional racism and things like that and she said no and you know I'm not saying that I wanted to be the facilitator but had I been the facilitator did you want to be the facilitator on those issues, yes, because I feel like they just get let off all the time. There's a lot and of people out there saying Mickey Forbes to facilitate well, all I, the debates. I just feel like it's unfair to 
you know, I feel like that sometimes those those debates, and I'm probably going to get myself into a lot of trouble here, mm. um, are speaking for middle New Zealand, mm. and I feel like uh, minorities uh, get left out, to be honest. And so when, so for example, last night we heard the pri- uh, the leader of the opposition talk about how she's got a family member who's got lung cancer and can't get Katruda. We know this because Māori are 1.5% more likely to die from lung cancer and are screaming out for the Katruda drug, which is not funded by Pharmac. Mm. But it's funded for melanoma, and you know what the rates are in that? 98% of people who die from melanoma are Pākehā. So you have to just do the math, you know, and those and people need to be challenged on that because, you know, Paddy can ask, you know, lay down the old Kate Shepherd statue and I could, I can, you know, and I'm all... And I'm all good with that. That's great. But also lay down some of those really big challenges that would change, um, you know, which, which would save lives. Um, and are you available in 2023 to host a leader debate? <laughs> Will I still be in this industry? I'm hoping to be really rich and retire. Well, not really. Well, rich, you could come out of come out of your retirement, retirement. out of my big. To, glass okay, well, that, book, book it in. Book it in. Um, come via me if you're interested in mm-hmm. uh, booking you can me. me. Forbes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the but uh, on debates mm. and you and you Annabelle, and the who he is now five out of seven. Is that where you're yeah, at? Out five seven. out of seven. You've got mm-hmm. Tetai Hoaru and Tetai Tonga to go. Particularly interested in Tetai Hoaru. There was a poll out. Māori TV had a poll. Which showed that Adrian Rafferty is like quite comfortably fifty-two, thirty, or something, something like that, ahead of Debbie Gardner. But a lot Packer. of people undecided. A lot in of that undecided. One. Yeah, and a hell thir- of a thirty percent of people undecided, which yeah, so is remarkable. The, undecided could probably call the election. So um, again, we've got though. When, I mean, that's going to be a great debate. When, when is that next Tuesday? Uh, uh, no, the uh, Te is on Wednesday. Next Wednesday, it's it's on Tuesday. Okay, so I think that's one. one that people should definitely watch because <clears throat> a really a real a storming performance from Debbie Ngārewa Packer would, you know, is, is it's essential to the Māori Party's chances of getting but into those parliament. Those seats right? are really difficult to poll. Yeah. Um, because you know you have the issue of Māori being on the general, Māori being on the Māori role, and you have to. You know, it's not just make a phone call. You have to like make a phone call and then ask them if they're on that. And then you know, like, so there's a lot of collateral of your phone calls. So a lot of yeah. So um, if you consider Waiariki last time, you know, no one really called it that Tamati was going Mm. to to win like that, and Mm. he did. So I, even though I think the polls are are great, and you know, everyone loves a poll, I I wouldn't. You know, the Māori Party isn't isn't feeling. I think that they'll be just feeling, you know, fine because I think that they're thinking that they're doing well in those seats and they could well be. I think Debbie Ngari Wapaka has been a a good leader. I mean, I thought she was going to struggle having John Tamihiri as her co-leader, but mm. I think she's done a really... She's a diplomat, you know, she's done mm. a really great job. And um, they've got some great candidates that we've heard in those seats, people that we've never met before and who have have been working at the grassroots of those seats and know politics at a grassroots level mm. so whether they're able to transfer that into parliament I'm not sure yet but they are actually putting up good debates in those seats. Can I ask you quickly you had uh, this week you did Te Tai Tokoro, and on the panel there the candidates was um, Billy TK Jr oh. um, 
who is the co-leader of the advance party. And there's some people who argue that he shouldn't be platformed, um, uh, pointing to the, dis- the, the, the dissemination of conspiracy theories around 5G and all of that. You're the executive producer, Annabelle Lee Mather. How did you tackle a question like that? Yeah, it was a, a tough one and, you know, something that um, Mahi and I uh, discussed a lot over the last few weeks. And to be honest, if the debate had been um, earlier and within 14 days of the large rally he attended, we probably would have had to um, cancel him because we were concerned about the health and safety of um you know, are the other candidates and the kaimahi at TV3. But, you know... In terms of a COVID public health perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. health perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, it's election time mm. and he is a candidate. He has a, you know, he has a following and ultimately I don't think that excluding Māori who already feel marginalised and I'm not talking about Billy, I mean the people that follow him, I don't mm. think that that really serves democracy well it, so it was, you know, it was a it was something that, you know We had a criteria mm. and we followed mm. that criteria you know, it's like in Parliament in Parliament the last time, you know, and so we we went through that, we invited Maki Herbert who actually in our criteria was ahead of him and she was unable to make it so mm. you know and what, there was a fair process. And it's a hell of a challenge when you are moderating a session with someone who comes in with that reputation, Mahi, mm. because you can go one of two ways, or one of probably 25 different ways, but one way to do it is to go head on, right, and to go to say, you are peddling this nonsense, challenge it on it, but then you basically risk starting another fire that <laughs> it's hard to put mm. out. I think... Um, uh, what do you do? What do you do? The seats are so different to the other seats is yeah. because everyone's kind of related. Everyone knows e- each other's work. Um, there's there's a real sense of respect as well for the other candidates, even if you don't believe their politics. Or um, So, you know, that that's, that's easier for us. Um, mm. For me, it was like... I'm going to treat people with respect until they step out of line. So I wasn't going to have anyone peddling conspiracy theories on our debates, and he didn't. And when he went there, we kind of moved on, and we just kept it policy. So, you know, the the purpose of the debate is so that people of Te Tai Tokiro can decide who they're going to vote for. And I think they were served well with the debate that happened Mm. this week because they heard about housing and unemployment and suicide and... All those kinds of things and how these people were going to represent them in Parliament. Um, We had, of course, a poll on Monday night. We had a poll on Sunday and Monday, didn't we? We had re-research on Sunday, like London buses. You don't have any for six weeks and then three come along at once. And they are tracking quite well for the National Party, Ben Thomas, still looking a fair distance from having to, you know, what we have to call now a pathway to power. The numbers were in the latest Colmar Brunton poll for TVNZ, Labour 47, National Party 33, Act 8, Greens 7, and then a whole lot of other parties, including the New Zealand First Party, which is different from the New Zealand First Foundation, on 1%. 
I mean, you look at those numbers and the, 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 you could say the momentum's there, you could say the trajectory's there, but there's still some fresh air between Labour Greens and National Act. Yeah, I mean, this is, <laughs> you know, th- th- what are we now, about f- three days out from, or two days out from the beginning of the Two days out from voting. advance voting opening, yeah. Um, they think about 60% of votes will be cast before election day this time. So, uh, as Stephen Joyce might have said in the old days, mm. uh, it's not a long runway for National mm. right now. Um, on current trends, they might overtake Labour sort of uh, mid-next year, um, but that will probably come a little late. Um, you know, look, there is still a sizable percentage of the vote out there who are national-leaning, who voted national the past, you know, four elections, maybe even five elections, who could be brought back. Um, you know, things like Judith Collins' debate performance you know, where she came across as a more well-rounded, sort of personable, you know, likeable, and, you know, in some ways unlikable to different people kind of person could convince those people to come back. Some of the policies, like the tax cuts, might convince them to come back. So, you, you know, you couldn't rule out national... Call in Gloria Vale weird? That, that, getting, that. Do the Gloria Vale people vote? Um Yes, as do a they? block. Do they? By proxy. So you know, look, that's what one of them said in the in an interview. I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. That, right. Okay. They, they're they're like the national party on the cannabis referendum. Um, the, interesting. The Greens are bouncing back. I think. Um, yeah. Had the uh, Green School been closer to the elections, it would have been. I think the, it's probably. Yeah. Going to be okay for them, maybe. Yeah, that, that kind calls. of was a bit of a. That kind of just sort of stopped them. <laughs> that and COVID, they sort of. I, I mean, one felt a little sorry for them because they were probably the most advanced in their campaign before the Auckland outbreak and then the Green School humiliation. That's um, the thing about politics, though, eh? Yeah. You know, how many days the election? 15 or something? Maybe. 16. And anything, we can't, we don't even know. It's like... It's October the 18th. Like, there is a COVID like outbreak in Wellington. What do you do? The fog is everywhere. Yeah. But um, who knows what could happen in the next... Today, for goodness sake, you know? Um, anything. You mentioned the Greens, and I think that's a really, really interesting thing, that you kind of, presumably, there are some people who saw Labour on 50-something and thought... Oh, okay, I'm 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 safe. My team is safe. I can then, as the Greens have been trying to signal, you can, you can pull them to the left. Um, the the Justin Giovanetti, who's a politics editor, has interviewed the Green leaders for a piece that um, is going up in the next day or two. And uh, not to spoiler it, but um, basically the vibe seems to be that they are arguing. Well, I think I think I have this right. Check the piece to see if I do or don't. <laughs> that Marama Davidson is basically arguing that we are the party can give you the Jacinda you want. So it's like this is you know that the, 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 this is the Jacinda that you thought you were going to get. Mm. We can, which yeah. is it, which is an interesting take, right? And, and markedly different to the strategy that has been followed by the New Zealand First Party, for example, which is all about yes. handbrakes and insurance policies, mm. which are, in my view, not things that people necessarily get excited about voting for. Like, you don't sell a motor car I, on the I know that everyone always says, yeah. you know, um, you know, the missing votes and mm. those, but oh, I kind of, 
it might be just because I've got children who are registered to vote, but I feel like young people are really talking about the elections this mm. time around. Yeah. Last night after that debate, my 21-year-old plumbing nephew mm. in the Tron starts texting me about, I've changed my mind, you know, sat through the whole debate. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Mm. what is this? Why are you not out of the pub, you know? But my 10-year-old, his, his, his takeaway was that Judith Collins is quite, quite funny from watching last mm. night's debate. Give him um, the vote. Uh, give him the vote. Give him the vote. Um, make it 10. Make it 10. Make it 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, young people actually have quite a lot of influence in New Zealand politics, particularly in environmental policy. It seems that pretty much every one of Jacinda Ardern's large environmental initiatives is basically something that a primary school class sent her as letters. <laughs> uh, banning plastic bags, banning pla- stickers off fruit. Um, you know, I, I don't know that underrepresentation is actually as much of an issue as people think. <laughs> Just briefly, before we move on to the New Zealand First Party and the very separate subject of the New Zealand First Foundation. Two separate topics. Does anyone agree with me that it is baffling that Jacinda Ardern refuses to tell us whether she thinks cannabis yeah, should yeah. be legalised or yeah, not. Yeah. I just, I just kind of don't get it. And I feel as though maybe she's entrenched herself now that to change her mind would seem yes, as though she's changing her mind. Yeah. I think but that's it's it. kind of, it's kind of, I mean, look, admittedly on the other side, the National Party, uh, I don't think, I think it's indefensible that they're whipping one of their MPs to vote a particular way. But, um, I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I mean, you know, it's not like she... You, you can have an opinion and still say, I respect other people voting differently. I understand mm. that people have different concerns. Yes, I read something about this in a um, spin-off article written by Annabelle Lee Mather, oh. actually. Oh. Yes. Was it good? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And um, you can pick up, or I can paraphrase no, you, you if you like, go. but I think it was something to do with Could the Prime Minister. Okay, we'll get down here, because she did get home at 2 a.m. <laughs> so <clears throat> she's got her Barry White voice on today. Um, about, uh, you know, that... No, actually, you say it, because I can't remember exactly what... Um, I think I said something about... Well, no, I think, I think she isn't saying which way she's going to vote because mm. she's concerned about alienating, you know, mm. the conservative voter that mm. she might be able to pull over. And that's fine. But I think um, to, to pretend that it's because, or to imply, which is how I read her explanation, that she was worried that somehow by saying which way she would vote, it would unduly influence voters. Mm. I just think... It's yeah. a long bow to draw, and I think it it kind of um, you know does a disservice to voters that you know that whole country would start I mean, smoking weed because because ja Rule does it. So she, <laughs> she talked about has she talked about what she, which way she's going to go in euthanasia? Yeah, because she's on the record on that because um, because um, I think she's voted voted in parliament and supported. Well, that's the it, thing; she's, so. they're on the record for everything yeah, they voted in parliament, yeah. so it's not like it's a secret. Mm. I yeah. mean, she's on the record as saying that she would suggest that New Zealanders eat less meat for health reasons now. Both of them. So it seems a little strange um, to carve yeah, out a, cannabis, a which bit, is a yeah. health issue. You know, the way that it's been mm. um, set out in mm. this government. Bill hmm. sponsored by Gee, that, that her minister of justice. Ago, you know, farming is a sacred cow in New Zealand, and no politician would talk about reducing their meat intake like that. Yeah. I think ten years ago, and I think there is a real shift and change. Did you think they were a little sh- like t- 
twice a week. Twice a week, I find that. I'm like, I, oh, that's they, me. Like, they then that's like me a day. That, yeah, that would be I'm me, like twice like, a day. Yeah, that'll yeah. be Monday. Right now, that's, that's yeah. is chowing down on the carcass of a possum. Yeah, possum, gross, all the time. Um, Delicious. No, I'm two two a week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What about fish? Um, as maybe once a week. Once a week. The the bit See, that confused me though was when Judith said, um, I what I would say is that if you're eating. Meat, make sure it's New Zealand meat. And I was like, is there, is there another kind? Is there, what have yeah. I been buying? Where's mine from? My South it's African meat. I'm so confused. Yeah. yeah, but it says Australian. You yeah. say no. Yeah, and you have Most, to. Yeah. 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 The um, they were both both seemed shocked to discover that fish are animals. And, <laughs> and that they were um, in danger. Because and, 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 no one's talked about the fishing industry last week, in the debates. Last week when they were both on the West Coast at the same time, I think between them they ate yeah, video picks off fishing dozen white bait sandwiches. You know? yes, I saw and that. I, my theory on this is that they do probably both order fish quite a lot because that's the kind of thing you'd be advised to do. You know, it's like you go to a lot of functions um, if you're It's a very greyland thing to do. And it's kind of, it's kind of like, well, I'll have the fish. You know, yeah. I'll have the fish. We yeah. have to eat five times a day like those guys. Yeah, that's, turn out that's, to that's what I would fish. do if I was the leader of a major political party. I would order the fish. Um, Is that a policy? Uh, it's on more a philosophy. Is it a policy on I'll, the fly? Look, I'll, 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 I'll write a think piece about that um, later on today. If you I know what? You know what John sometime. Key used to do to stay trim on the election. Did he order trail? fish? He he ate half. Of the meal that he was given, ah, oh, as a rule, as a rule, interesting. He would at every function that he went to, he would eat. I half reckon the food New he Zealanders was given. should eat half of the meals that they prepare for themselves. Probably the issue is the portion sizes, eh? But not when you go to America, which we used to be able to do, <laughs> and the, the portion sizes are like three mm. times the size of the portion sizes. Yeah, I feel as though we're straying off topic slightly. Okay, what you wear? Um, the. On Monday, we had this cool day. But I fish kind of are endangered, yeah. and we should think about <laughs> fish more. And, you know, what about the Kumadex, the sanctuaries? All those kinds of things. God, no yeah. one's talking about that in this election. I think it's too much of a hot topic. The Greens talked about it a bit, but the Greens, I don't know, some of their policies are a bit weird. The kind of the, 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 the kind of marine sanctuary, protective water stuff, it will be 30%. You're like, 30%? It's just not, how do you, is that really a, a, a policy that resonates with people as an idea. I don't know. I just feel like some of the framing of some of the Greens bodies. They talked Definitely about it. They, my they talked about it. They talked about it in, in a Well, in actually, a my other mother, Sandra Lee, hmm. she talked about it on Breakfast recently Did and uh, very passionately, and it was... And she made a lot of sense, and um, it hasn't really been picked up too much because I think people are afraid of getting into hmm. the fish industry. If only she knew people who worked in television. Uncle Winston you know? gets really angry with if you talk about the fish. He, he doesn't, doesn't like, like it. Like the cameras on boats and all that. No, yeah, he's, just the bad fishing um, techniques. That was a segue, oh. by the way. Did you oh. see what I did there? New Zealand first. So I picked it up, and then Shit. and then he I'll probably eats fish, you, and then you go, and then you go like keep going. Okay, with it. all right. I'd um, say Winston's a fish twice a week. Uh, I um, had some delicious gurnard the other day mm. at um, the so up at Tutukaka at mm. the, the the just just down on the jetty there. There's a, the local um, uh, the local angling club. Oh, just beautiful. Caught that day. Um, so highly recommended. I think it's called the Funga. It's the Whangarei, um Angling Club, but it's in Tutukaka there. Mm. Highly recommended. Mm. <coughs> Monday. On Monday, 
uh, it was an exciting day. I kind of felt like the energy of the campaign surged a bit, and it was it was a bit like my theory is the election gods were going. We've run out of material. We need to have a bit of uh, throwback stuff, and so they looked at the campaigns gone past, and they plucked out uh, the Nikki Hager thing happened. Judith Collins said some pretty objectionable things about Nikki Hager, and that was very mm. 2014. There was the 11th hour injunction that the Advance Party pulled over their inclusion in the News Hub debate, which is being recorded tonight and aired on Saturday morning. That was very much again like 2014, and then. We had this fantastic set piece, which was a throwback to when was the election? When was it? Two thousand eight. Um, when Winston Peters got caught up in the SFO thing, and Helen Clark, and then he stood down, but the, all the details are in his boot. If you're interested, and we had this set piece at five pm where the serious fraud office were to release a statement announcing their decision uh, following their investigation into the New Zealand First Foundation and party funding. Brackets, no relation. Which has no relation. Well, they didn't say that. Anyway, um, and uh, Winston Peters was to give a press conference at precisely the same time, on the dot at 5pm. He you know, was literally standing there for three minutes beforehand, staring at the clock, ready to go so he could hit the mark on 5pm. Um, and this followed some action in the High Court where uh, the individuals involved sought name suppression and indeed New Zealand First sought to uh, delay the new the serious fraud office announcement until after the election. It's quite interesting the judgments are up there. Um, and Ben, my question for you really is clearly this was a total exoneration of I should say, this is badly introduced, I should say that the SFO announcement was that they are charging two individuals in relation to their inquiry into the New Zealand First Foundation and Party Funding. We are not aware of who those two individuals are and their names are suppressed, but we do know that they are neither MPs nor ministers nor candidates nor staffers for the New Zealand First nor Party. Nor current party members. Which... Uh, Winston Peters, as it pains to point out, is very separate from the New Zealand First Foundation and therefore they were all completely exonerated. Yes. I mean, mystery surrounds the identity of the two people who were related to the investigation into the New Zealand First Foundation. Uh, it could have been that the serious fraud officer's investigation revealed that two paperweights were missing from the foundation and <clears throat> cleaners have been taken into custody. We just don't know. Um, we do know that it was nothing to do with Winston Peters, um, who you know, be, be, who was probably shocked to discover that there was an organisation with a name so similar <laughs> to his. <laughs> when the SFO press release came out, he was probably wrongly CC'd into some emails by mistake. Um, I mean, this, this is in a way it doesn't matter because this this is the end. They're at one percent on the poll. I think there were two polls, one percent and two percent. Um, they're finished. They're, you know, in two and a half weeks, this will just be, you know, a kind of follow up for a slow news day for some reporters. Um, it's, you know, it is remarkable that the fundraising vehicle institution for the sitting deputy prime minister of the country um, has, has been found to be involved in in fraud. Has been charged. Well, has, has been charged. Involved. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're, we're, sorry, we're no, sorry. Yes, yes. And sorry. It's, it's, it's facing allegations. I sort of the New Zealand First Foundation is going through the New Zealand First Party for some reason, which I for which I apologise. Put me in mind of the um, 
the man who, who said he was John Banks' son. And John Banks said, that man has nothing to do with me. And the man he was pointing at looked more like John Banks than John <laughs> Banks did. <laughs> um, the, the, there, is there some sense, Annabelle Lee Mather, in which this is a Hail Mary? Like, in a weird way, this gives Winston Peters something to leverage on. One percent in the polls. Struggling, struggling, struggling. That at least now he can you know, has a, has a hand to play. It's not a great hand, mm. but he can, you know, try and play some Mazia hand or, 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 or play the victim. He can mm. invoke James Comey of the FBI <laughs> and come out guns blazing. I don't know. I mean, it, it's I think it's playing something. a Mazia hand is a great analogy. And, yeah, he's gone into um, persecution mode. And, you know, it's, uh, if nothing else, it's... Um, turned the cameras back towards him and I see that, you know, he was happy to make himself available for the AM show and mm. breakfast mm. and the announcement. So I think, again, as he always does, he's making the best of a bad situation, but whether or not it's salvageable this time um, seems highly unlikely. Mahi, is there some incredible last act, some <laughs> Phoenix-like... Unfortunately, um, I haven't had enough fish this week and my fish oils, oh. lack of fish oils, mm. have switched my brain off and I didn't listen to any of that. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. Um, Next. Mihi uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Forbes has just uh, sent me an urgent message that she needs to go and clean her shoes, which I understood... Um, Became sodden in an incident, which I, which I, which um, oh, uh, I've just had a lawyer's letter, and um, Annabelle Lee Mather has instructed me that I am not at liberty to discuss what happened to the shoes. Uh, Annabelle, do you two, want to say two anything? unnamed individuals with name suppression <laughs> were spotted at the fire that last night? The Hui Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> idea what's going on in uh, this podcast anymore where are we <laughs> just some snake skin shoes okay we're going to go and have some fish uh love you lots thanks members thanks tina tiller you're the greatest uh thanks to Fuck don't Electric. eat too much fish thanks to mihi forbes always a absolute privilege to have you with us thanks everybody for making it um and uh thanks ben thomas also for making it i'm toby man i will catch you soon bye Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.